Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Bienvenidos a Soy Valentoso Macabro Podcast. Yo soy Dee. Yo soy Ali. Y hoy Ali les contará de un caso que sucedió en Midland, Texas. Les tenemos unas noticias. Este va a ser nuestro último episodio de la tercera temporada. Regresamos con una nueva temporada el 21 de septiembre con colaboraciones, casos, entrevistas y merch. Entonces nos veremos en unas semanas. Sigue soon. Bye. Stay Madeline Pantoja went missing for nine days. Nine days where her family, friends, and those in the community of Merlin looked for her. Nine days filled with worries, anger, fear, and sadness, but still they had hope that they would find her. Madeline was 20 years old when she went missing, and to those that knew her, there was only one person who they suspected would be involved in her disappearance. This is the case of Madeline Pantoja. Advertencia, la información de este caso puede ser desencadenante para algunos. Tenga en cuenta que algunos de estos casos pueden involucrar menores de edad, abuso, violación o violencia. Escuchen con precaución. Warning, the information on this case can be triggering to some. Please be advised that some of these cases may involve children, abuse, rape and violence. Listen with caution. just been um all mushed together honestly because we've just been doing the same thing we've just been um reaching out to whoever we can reach out to um looking in the lands fields and everywhere we can look for her it's like the best word right now is just heartbroken because yeah. we feel hopeless there's nothing that we can do like it's out of our hands and we searched everywhere we passed out flyers everywhere if if you're watching this maddie um just be strong we're coming to get you and we're trying our hardest to find you to stay strong and we will stay strong too we just hope that you're safe and you're alive and that at the end of this you're at the end of this you're the light at the end of the tunnel after all of this and we won't stop searching ever madeline was last seen the night of may 10th of this year. She and her best friend, Karen, had spent the whole day together. And according to Karen, nothing suspicious happened that day. In an interview, Karen recalled, 
She did recall Madeline asking her if she could take her home at a later time, as she didn't want to go home too early. Madeline didn't want to be alone. De acuerdo a Karen, ella le sugirió a Madeline que se quedara dormida en su casa. Pero Madeline decidió irse a su casa. Karen dejó a Madeline en su casa localizada en 1711 West Francis Avenue a las 11 de la noche. So she left her house at 11 p.m. on May 10th. Mm. Esa noche fue la última vez que Karen miró a su amiga con vida. Al día siguiente, Karen dijo que se le hizo raro que Madeline no le había mandado un mensaje o contestado las llamadas. It's really weird for her because they said that they would talk every single day. There was, they were always, you know, like there was always out. communication. Yeah, yeah, always every single day. So obviously, this was, it was weird for Madeline to do. It was do. odd from her. Yeah. Yeah. Madeline and some of her friends had previously agreed to meet on May t on May 11th to swim in the pool that was in Madeline's apartment complex. That day, Madeline did not respond to any of the messages on or phone calls. Her friend, her other friend Jasmine, went to Madeline's apartment around 6 p.m. and knocked, but there was no answer. Jasmine notó que había una luz prendida. No dijeron si afuera o si... You know how there's apartments que tienen la luz, un foco afuera? So, yeah. no, no pudieron, no dijeron en dónde estaba la, el foco, pero sí dijeron que ella miró una luz prendida. Okay. Y tocó y nadie le abrió. Entonces, ella decide irse. But Jasmine had a gut feeling that something was wrong. Something didn't feel right. In an interview with the Pascal Show, Karen, which is on YouTube, Karen shared that Jasmine called her and asked if she had heard from Madeline. Karen, at that point, she was already worried because no habían escuchado de su amiga en todo el día. Yeah. But her worries did intensify when Jasmine called her. So they both arrived at Madeline's home a few hours later. As they approached the apartment complex, the light that Jasmine noticed when she left was now off. Hmm. This behavior wasn't like Madeline. These two girls, these two women got really scared. Her friends were like, something is wrong. They called family members, calling friends. No one had heard from Madeline. She never... Madeline never went one day without reaching out to someone. So they end up calling her brother. He arrives at the complex, but again, after many attempts to get in, they fail. I can't imagine what these three individuals are feeling at this point, or what they're thinking. It's just, it's scary just to even think. Like, I'm assuming in that moment, they're like, I just hope... She She's left her okay. phone. She went somewhere. And yeah, I mean, especially because it's like it's a whole day without them noticing or, or hearing from her or knowing what happened to her. It's like it's and every single time they tried to, you know, 
knock on her door or call her or anything. That's scary. She didn't reply. So it's, of course, it's it, it becomes scary because it's like, what's going on? You no know? queremos and creer lo peor. Exactly. Um, Karen reported that she actually called Mario Juan Chacon Jr. Mario was Madeline's ex-boyfriend. She called him because she remembered that he had an extra key. Mario tells Karen that he hasn't heard from Madeline and that he actually returned his key to Madeline. But Karen didn't believe him. In this interview that in this interview that, that she had with the Pascal show, she she said that she knew he was lying because a few days before Madeline went missing, they had um, contacted him about the key and he did have it. Yeah. Because um, they needed to get in or something happened there, but they got they contacted him and he had the key. So she's he all like, that's so weird that now you don't have it. Um, but he was saying that he returned it to Madeline. And they weren't together at this point anymore. Yeah. So again, Karen didn't believe him, and she states the following. He started mentioning alibis. He started mentioning that he was home all night, that he didn't know where she was. I even asked him, um, you were blowing up her phone the day before. You right. were blowing up her brother's phones, her dad's phones, and uh, or her dad's phone. And the day she goes missing, the day no one has heard from her, there's not one missed call. There's not one text from you. There's not anything. And I mean, if it's not, I he asked me, why are you only looking at me? And I said, because you're screaming at me that you have her. Screaming at me. In this interview, Karen states that Mario told her, go through the balcony, which Karen said, the balcony's on the third floor. Hmm. It's pretty high. Yeah. But she said that he felt like he was mocking her. Como riéndose, like, oh, ¿por qué no te brincas por el balcón? Yeah. Kind of like in a funny, sarcastic way, the way she yeah. took it. So that threw her off. And then he said, I hope you find her. Mm. Yeah. In an affidavit that was released after Madeline was found, at first, Mario stated that the last day he saw Madeline was on the 9th and that he had witnesses to testify that he was not with Madeline on the 10th as he was with his father. Y que no podía manejar porque había tomado his anger medicine. Okay. Yeah. Don't know what that means, but he couldn't drive. Which makes sense because there are some medications that you're not supposed to be driving any like vehicles or anything. Yeah. Right. So they didn't say what type of medicine it was. The maintenance worker is the one that actually helps um, Karen, Jasmine and Madeline's brother to get into the apartment because he saw that they were struggling. He was like, hey, what's going on? And they explained to him to him 
you know, their concerns. So he was able yeah. to open the door for them. They go inside and there is no sight of her. Lo extraño es que su celular, su bolsa, sus llaves del apartamento y su perrita estaban adentro. All her, like, the main belongings that we all carry. Carry with us, exactly. yeah. Or... Todo está adentro. Madeline no era de las personas que dejaba su perrita sola por horas. Yeah. La perrita había estado todo el día sin comer y sin agua. So this, for the family and for, for the brother and the friends, was like, this, something is going on here. Yeah, it's odd because, I mean, as... as dog parents that we are we know that you know you they have to go to the bathroom they have to be fed at certain times they have to you know have a clean water bowl mm -hmm. so to just disappear like that without any trace without her phone without her belongings and then leaving the dog for a long period of time it's very suspicious yeah mm -hmm. so this is when they, they decide to call the Midland police they also noticed that there was a coffee table that was missing from her apartment, which they found very weird. So That is of, weird. Right? Out of all yeah. the things in this home, she's missing and a coffee table is missing. Yeah. Vecinos dijeron que la noche de la madrugada del 11 de mayo a la una y media de la mañana, so a little over two hours after Karen dropped off Madeline home, escucharon gritos del apartamento de Madeline. Pero como ya estaban acostumbrados a los gritos, no se les hizo nada fuera de lo normal. Y la yeah. policía no fue llamada. Reportaron que la persona con la que Madeline estaba discutiendo era Mario, el exnovio. Yeah. Karen, in this interview, did say that Mario was, while they were dating, she did notice that he really, he tried to control Madeline. He tried to isolate her from family and friends that they would argue a lot. Yeah. So basic, um, you know, uh, domestic violent um, characteristics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was he tried to control everything. I think it would be really um, good for you guys to watch this interview because Karen said a lot. And it's just, it's so concerning just to see everything, lo que ella dice, and how just the police handled everything. Mm -hmm. um, it's just, it's so, it's so sad. It's so frustrating at the same time. But the way that um, Karen did describe Mario, we would all think, oh, that should be the first suspect. Yeah. Just with this little information that I just gave you guys, I think we're all thinking. He has something to do with it. Yeah. Right. Para la familia, Mario era el sospechoso principal. Pero la policía no nombró a ningún sospechoso y dijeron que no había nada sospechoso de su desaparición. Okay, the fact that she didn't take her cell phone, her bag, 
and she was gone for a whole day doesn't seem suspicious. Interesting. Right. La familia sabía que Madeline no se había ido por su propia cuenta. Ella estaba... She was like so excited because su hermano se iba a graduar ese fin de semana que ella desapareció. Desapareció. Um, she was texting her brother. They were back and forth, like, talking and how excited she was. So for them, it's like, no, she... Everything she in wouldn't her just life, leave. Yeah, everything in her life was good. She was happy. She wouldn't just pack up and leave. And then she didn't even pack anything, and she left... Like, she left her dog, which... Yeah. Imagine, yeah. she loved her dog, right? Yeah. The way Karen describes her relationship with her dog, it's like it was her baby. So why would yeah. she leave her baby? Yeah. And she didn't take any of her Nothing. other belongs nope. at all. So it's like, there would be that, nowhere that. to go. Yeah. I mean, super mm -hmm. odd. Un hermano de Madeline dijo que contó que Mario had actually reached out to him that night como a las ocho y media de la noche, pidiéndole si podía hacer un three-way call con Mario, el hermano y Madeline, porque they had had an argument and he wanted to talk to her and she was not returning his calls. Yeah. And Madeline's brother was like, no. No, yeah. Madeline and Mario were in an on and off relationship, but they had broken up like about two months before she went missing. During their search, the police found a bedsheet with a red stain, a dirty bucket of water with a mop, y que el piso se sentía pegajoso, a type of stickiness that is left when you use a lot of like cleaning products. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. También encontraron dos hoyos en unas puertas, y en uno de esos hoyos había pelo. La familia sintió que la policía no estaba haciendo lo suficiente para ayudarlos. Entonces empezaron a hacer su propio search con ayuda de la comunidad. Volunteers were searching with drones, and others even offered their horses to help quicken the search. La policía sí dijo que durante los días que Madeline no aparecía, habían entrevistado a más de 25 personas. And search warrants had been issued but there was, that there was still no suspects. Interesting. Yes. They reported they were doing as much as they could, but the family did not believe them. La familia reportó que a ellos no se, le da, no se les daba nada de información porque no querían que hicieran algo que afectara la investigación. Yeah. Which is understandable, but with everything that Karen reported, with what came out at the um, from the affidavit, like you see these things and you think he's why a suspect. It, yeah, why aren't they doing more to look at him, especially with everything like the domestic violence that he was causing in the family, the the you know the clear signs that the best friend tells the police that he's capable of and he was trying to do to her the fact that the neighbors heard yelling from the apartment and they were used to it because of Mario doing that to to Madeline, Madeline. Mm -hmm. and the fact that the brother was like 
saying that he wanted to talk in a three-way call in order for her to talk to him. Like, how many more pieces of evidence do you need in order for them to realize that he is the main suspect and he should be looked at? This is where the frustration from the family and friends was coming from. It's just, it's unbelievable. It is. It's like, how many more clues do you need? Do you actually need the body in order for you to, like, acknowledge that something was wrong? Well... What I'm about to share now, it really shocked me. And I think it's going to bring up more questions because during this interview that Karen had, she said that there is, and and she was very careful with what she was saying because when she had this interview, um, Madeline todavía no había aparecido. Y cuando hizo esa entrevista, no habían pronunciado el nombre del sospechoso. So she didn't want to come off and say, this is him. Right. This yeah. was just what the family was, what they were experiencing, and they were being very careful with what they were saying. So she was very careful what she... Yeah, how no she nombrar, worded things. Yeah, and yeah. uh-huh. de no pero ya con todo lo que ha pasado, ya sabemos que el, la persona es, es Mario. Yeah. Entonces, en, este, en esta entrevista, ya dice que there is a surveillance video that shows a copper pickup truck parked outside the complex around the time the neighbors said that they heard the arguing. Mario has a copper pickup truck. But according to Karen, and I say this because, and I have to make sure I, I, I highlight that because his stories, and I'll tell you, I'll go into it later, but his story changes after a while. So I'm making sure uh, yeah. I say this because it's a copper pickup truck that is outside the apartment complex at around 2 in the morning, okay? Okay. So Karen dijo que este video, this surveillance video, was obtained thanks to the family and friends who went to the shop that was across Madeline's apartment and asked for it. Yeah. Why is the family gathering this information and not the police? I mean, I'm glad that they got it, but isn't that weird? It's so weird because even if we talk about the the you know the case with the um, the one that we did like a couple of weeks ago, where the police didn't even go and search for evidence, the family literally knocked door to door to ask if they had any surveillance cameras that captured anything that happened during that week. So I'm not surprised at the fact that the family went out of their way and with their grief trying to look for any answers hoping because the police at this point you know they're hoping obviously she's still alive yeah and 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 i swear like these police officers are just doing the minimum at this point and how much more do they need yeah It's, it's it's so it's it's upsetting karen reported that the midland pd told the family to stop reaching out to news outlets as they were feeling too much pressure. It's the only way that they're going to do anything. Exactly. We've they already... They get to poner su nombre everywhere. Like, people had need, needed to know to look for her. Yeah. 
like that's the that's the number one thing like when it comes to these true crime cases we at this point we all understand that if there's not enough coverage on a specific case it will not get any traction it would not get any help from the authorities so the family is doing everything they can in order to at this point bring madeline home Mm mm-hmm like yeah. they they didn't care if they would went to every news outlet to every you know um, newspaper tv show podcast it doesn't matter as long as they put her name out there it's the only thing that matters because yeah. that's the only way police are going to be like okay we get it we need to look into this case mm-hmm. yeah i imagino que hay cosas que me imagino i don't know hay cosas que la policía le que van a decir queremos estar we want to be careful con lo que decimos para no dañar yeah. la investigación. I get that part. I, yeah. I get it. But putting her face out there, putting out her information, that wasn't going to hurt. It's not yeah. like, vas a poner la foto del, oh, I, I think this is think the this suspect. is it. Yeah. They weren't going to do that, but all they, they wanted, wanted information. They, all they want, all, all, the only thing that they wanted was the fact that they wanted them to look for her yeah. to look for any evidence of what might have happened and since they weren't doing anything about it the family was like well fuck it we're gonna go do it mm-hmm. we're gonna yeah. go and look for the surveillance camera we're gonna talk to people we're gonna do everything we can in order for us to find her and it sucks that they have to do all these things in order for them to like get any information because clearly the police isn't doing anything Y Karen dijo que ella había pasado días después al apartamento de Madeline y y notó que no había yellow crime tape en la puerta. Oh, wow. Yeah. With what was found inside the house? Yeah. There should have been. Yeah. Something happened here. Let's put the tape. But she said que no había. La policía entrevistó a Mario el 12 de mayo y él dijo que él había estado en casa con su papá y que él no había visto a Madeline desde el 9 de mayo. Okay, this was the first story that he said. Yeah. Pero después la historia cambió. Mario dijo que la noche del 10 de mayo él había estado en the apartment complex porque uno de sus primos vive ahí. And that hasn't been like clarified or not, like we don't yeah. know, but that's what he said. Yeah. But that he had left that same night. Pero la cámara de seguridad enseña lo contrario. Remember, the camp, the the video, the surveillance video shows that the, there was a copper pickup truck outside the apartment complex the, la madrugada del 11 de mayo estacionada. Yeah. Passing one, two o'clock in the morning. And when he had stated that he had left earlier that, that night. night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's another thing on top of everything, right? This goes just, it adds more to the suspicions of oh, Mario of did his, something. Yeah, of his He was um, involved. Yeah, yeah, somehow. Something somehow, happened. yeah. Mario refused to take a polygraph test. But his phone records were released to the police. These phone records help the authorities locate Madeline's body. Oh, wow. El cuerpo de Madeline fue encontrado el 20 de mayo. 
she was actually found in a field on top of the coffee table that was missing from her apartment. Oh my God. Mario was arrested right after when they found Madeline and his bond was set to $3 million. The family was incredibly upset as they should be because for someone who has committed a crime like this should not even be given the option for a bond. Yeah. So they were, they were upset. It's completely understandable. El abogado de Mario pidió que se le bajara el bond, okay? A 750 mil dólares. What? Yes. Ya que él sintió que el the bond que le pusieron era demasiado alto. There's reason for it. Yes. Y que Mario no era una amenaza a la comunidad. Anger medicine? Excuse me? I know. El abogado also believed that Mario wasn't at risk of fleeing the country if he were to pay the bond. Lies. The lawyer was requesting for Mario to be placed in a pretrial intervention program, which would give Mario the opportunity, you know, to pay the bond and to be out um, and to report on a weekly basis for him to have a curfew and a GPS monitor. No. The district attorney dijo que si esto se le concede a Mario, él va a huir a México. Yeah. Ese día de, de, de la corte, habían la familia, amigos, gente de la comunidad afuera del Midland County Courthouse to protest the bond reduction. Aquí les dejamos un video que hizo el papá de Madeline pidiendo ayuda y justicia por su hija. Para rebajarle, para rebajarle la, el bond. Entonces, eh, no se me hace justo que, que a él le puedan dar una, una oportunidad cuando él nunca le dio oportunidad a mi hija de vivir. Entonces, quiero que si me pueden ayudar en, en asistir ahí para que las, las leyes de aquí de Midland vean y cambien sus, sus formas de, de las leyes. Porque mi hija, por seguir las, las unas, ¿cómo le podría decir? Unas reglas mi hija duró 10 días tirada en el en el monte que no pudimos tener una una velación como mi hija de perdida debería haber tenido y a él sí le están dando otra oportunidad nosotros estamos rezando el novenario y mañana él podría quedar en libertad por un año, no sé cuánto tiempo durarían las cortes. Y 
por eso les pido su ayuda para que a ver si me pueden acompañar y que ejerzamos presión para que miren que la comunidad no está dispuesta a pasar otra cosa que pasó como lo que pasó con mi hija y por favor si pueden acompañarnos a las 10 de la mañana mañana se los voy a estar eternamente agradecido on june 1st judge rogers denied the petition to decrease mario's bond the community madeline's family and friends gathered on what would have been her 21st birthday to honor Madeline. They had a memorial set up for her with flowers and pictures of her. They released pink balloons in her memory as that was her favorite color. A GoFundMe was set during the time Madeline went missing to add it to the reward that was already in place but they actually ended up using that money that was gathered from the GoFundMe for Madeline's funeral services. Hmm. It was around, I think, I believe they gathered like a little over $26,000. Our hearts go out to her family and friends. We want to take this time to thank her friends, Karen and Jasmine, for being there for Madeline. You all did everything you could to help your friend. You didn't stop until justice was made. Thank you for not giving up on Madeline. We are saddened by the outcome of this case. Madeline, you did not deserve this. She should be here with her friends and, and, and family. Este fue el trágico asesinato de Madeline Pantoja. It was always her smile, her endless smile, her endless laughs. She could be serious for five minutes and she would just end up making everybody laugh. Um, she was just a sweet soul. She was so loving. She would take five minutes out of her day to be there for absolutely anybody that needed it. And I know that she still would would have continued to do that if she were still here with us. She was, she is the funniest person ever. She is a good, amazing, like friend. She always like listen, and she never asked for anything back. She gave and gave and gave, and even to him, she had so much compassion for him. She understood why he was who he was or she would make excuses to make him a better person in her mind and she she was just amazing and she had dreams and she does have dreams and and she has goals and she is a talented amazing person i have so many paintings of hers i have she does my nails um She is amazing. She's talented and she was, she is, she does deserve to be found and she deserves everyone looking for her, not eating donuts at a donut shop. She deserves the same effort that we had, the family have put into finding her from the police that is their job to find her. It's, it's their, we're doing their job for them because they don't care enough. So, I, she deserves more than that. She deserves everything and she's, 
she is a family person. She let her brothers love her. It was heartbreaking to see her brother have to graduate without her being there. It was heartbreaking mm-hmm. to see her mom have to spend Mother's Day without her. And soon it's going to be her birthday in seven days and a couple of days. Yeah. And um, and I just want her here so we can celebrate again together. Y este fue el caso de esta semana. Um, once again, we want to say that our hearts go out to Madeline's friends and her family. And we are beyond grateful for what they did for her because mm-hmm. without her, without their, you know, constant um, movement and, you know, voice of, of bringing up attention on her case, the police wouldn't have done anything. And I feel like we just have to be so grateful for the family that doesn't give up and the family yeah. and the friends that will do anything for like their friends and and it shows that regardless of what's happening as long as you have a, a core community behind you you will not be forgotten and you mm-hmm. will get justice so um we will keep you guys updated on anything that happens within this case if um Mario gets any sort of charges or what it, it you know what it like concludes to, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. in you know in later episodes, yeah. this case is fairly new, so we will be looking forward to out. to anything any other news that comes out. Oh, I forgot to mention though, so mm-hmm. I'll mention it here. Um, hay un video donde está la familia y los amigos de Madeline. Um, buscándola. They're like in a field. Yeah. I don't know cuando pasó esto. No sé si, like, I'm not sure like the dates, but it, it's what I'm assuming it's while they were looking for Madeline. Están like in a field and what they were saying was that they, when, when they were there, la familia, la mamá y el papá de Mario pasaron por ahí en un carro y que they swerved into them, into the group that was there. What? Yes. Wow. Yeah. In this video, I could see her friends. They were like, they swerved into a group of people. It's people. They, you could have heard us. Yeah. I was like, shocked when insane. I watched this video of them. Expl- it didn't show cuando lo hicieron, pero I could see them like saying like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, it's, I was like, Wow. Why? Like, it doesn't make any sense. This and is another case of, like, fucking family being complete assholes about a person and doing anything to cover up this fucking monster and, like, his tracks or... Something uh, was going... Like, so they were upsetting. doing... It is, because he... It's... The, the way that he was with Madeline, there's gonna be much more coming out. But the way that he was with her so controlling, it, it's upsetting. It's it just it's infuriating because all of these cases that we do with women who are murdered by an ex-boyfriend or a partner, a current husband, it, it's so upsetting because there's once unfortunately when the crime happens and you go back, you see the history. You see yeah. the violence. You see how manipulative and controlling they were. And it's just so upsetting to think how this poor, this woman, this person stayed in this relationship. Yeah. And it's, 
But el and miedo. It, it's yeah. so hard. It's so sad. And they try to leave and they try to stay they away. Do. But this, yeah. this, they're usually these like they these violent partners find a way. Yeah. They always find a way to come back yeah. and and mm-hmm. just be shitty human beings. Oh yeah, and because for him to still have her key. Mm-hmm. Right. It still had like a part of her. Yes, porque ya se la quitaba, le quitaba la llave. Pero for yeah. some reason, whatever reason that was, which it'll it'll come out later, se la regresaba. And I'm imagining que era por el miedo, que era por yeah. todo eso. If we yeah. conclude if, just by how they describe him and everything that's coming out now, mm-hmm. he was pro- she was probably scared of him. Of course. And 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 now we know, you know, the the, the this is the reason. Of, of the fear and where the fear comes from. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot to mention that part. No, that's okay. Um, but again, this is this this will this case will continue to unfold, and we'll keep you guys yeah. updated with any information we um, we come across. Um, but thank you again for listening. And if you want to listen to any of the eighty-one episodes that we eighty-two eighty-two episodes that we have. You can go on our Spotify, on our Apple Podcasts, um, on Google Podcasts, and on Amazon Music. Just type in Seven Semacabro Podcast and you can get our whole discography there. Or if you want to down, not discography, our whole catalog there. Um, if you want to, uh, also you can download the Latina Podcaster Network and type in Seven Semacabro Podcast there. Um, it's a podcast network solely for latinos where you can get any information from you know relationships economic help uh you know all and everything just a, a hub for latinos so you guys could download and listen to our whole um catalog there as well um and we just want to say thank you so much for listening thank you so much for all your support um if you can please rate review and uh, subscribe to our podcast um and just help us out that way that would mean a want to us it um it'll keep helping us grow and 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 get more people to pay attention to these cases and, and it's our main goal with this podcast is you know to keep these people's voices alive and and so and try to yeah and, and try our best to like get justice for them or find these like missing people or, or any of that situation it's like our core our core meaning when it comes to this podcast is just to find justice and find these people and just have their voices continue to be heard so thank you so much for all that you guys do we really appreciate it and um where you could find us on our social media platforms as well and we're open to talk to you guys about anything and everything you can find us on instagram on twitter or x however it's called now um on uh tiktok and on threads as at svsm underscore podcast or you can find us on facebook as podcast just type it in we're the first ones to pop out and um you can you know send us a dm leave us a comment um we try our best to reply as soon as possible because you know we like to keep connected with you guys and um yeah we appreciate you guys we appreciate the love and um yeah and this is the end of our third season yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the end we will come back soon yeah we'll come back in a couple yeah. of weeks mm-hmm. um we just kind of need to 
revamp our energy again and like just take a little small break before you know we get completely burned out um <laughs> and um for everybody listening thank you so much for everything you guys do and for the lovely messages we really appreciate it and uh yeah anything else no i think that is it yeah um so we will see you guys in september and um we'll keep you know posting you guys updated on everything and um we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks yeah first episode will go up on september 21st yep so we'll see you guys in uh september all right bye bye stay spooky